Welcome back for another episode of Rabbit Ears, my little couch potatoes. Today we are taking a look back at 2011's New Girl, and I've got... Actually, I do want to put out a little, uh, I guess, disclaimer. Typically we do only cover shows that have actually gone off the air. This one, honestly, Rhett and I kind of got into a back and forth on Funniest Characters, and it was already <laughs> on my list because it was scheduled to be canceled after the sixth season and ended up, you know, getting a Hail Mary to come back for a seventh season. So this is going to be kind of a one-off. Rhett, you are uh, making my show history for doing the first show ever that is still on the air. So, woo-woo! <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yay. I've got Rhett from Brain Trust Brothers. He is joining me via Skype, and he is down in Florida right now. And what's funny is all of the, uh, you know, I put out stuff on Twitter and have all this stuff out there. But two guys were the ones that really got in, like emphatic about New Girl. It was you and Nick from Epic Film Guys. Unfortunately, he was not available tonight, but he wanted me to uh, show Schmidt some love yeah. for him. So, God bless he's, him. He's going to get plenty of love, trust me. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Well, Brett, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your TV uh, preferences, some of the stuff that you grew up on, some of your favorite okay. shows, you know, ever. Okay. Well, I am, uh, I'm Rhett Hall. I am the fearless leader and... Uh, mastermind, I guess, of the Brain Trust Brothers Network. Uh, it's a, a hosting and uh, a media hosting and podcast community. Um, and I also host the Brain Trust Brothers podcast, which is such an original name for a podcast. Uh, <laughs> and uh, basically, it's just a one on one conversation that I have with someone that I find interesting. And I kind of give you the fly on the wall perspective of that conversation where I get to know the person and uh, kind of dig deep into what the motivations are for doing what they do or. Uh, try to inspire people who are going to be creative or who w would like to be creative or do, you know, be an artist or be a writer or whatever. That's, that's what I like to do. That's what I enjoy about people. And so that's what I try to bring to people. A retrospective of my television uh, yes. career. Career, is that the word? word? No, retrospective. retrospective was perfect. I like yeah. that. Your TV so, retrospective. So I, I have a weird, uh, I kind of put some different things together. I, I lived in two different locations when I was a kid. And so I, at one location, I had the Disney Channel, and at the other location, I didn't. So I had Nickelodeon. I had all that stuff that you would have, like Rugrats was my my favorite show on Nickelodeon growing mm -hmm. up. But I also loved Doug. Doug was another one that was really kind of like, you know, coming up into age. It was mm -hmm. like my favorite thing in the world. But then you have even Stevens on the Disney Channel side was kind of like Shia LaBeouf and Christy Carlson Romano and all these these great actors that – uh, we're on Disney Channel. Um, and then I kind of looked at what I like now, um, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Doctor Who. Dude, I'm wearing that's my Game of Thrones shirt right now. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and that's that's where I'm at now. That I I don't watch a ton of television other mm -hmm. than stuff that's on uh, on Netflix now. I don't really – we don't have cable. I don't um, either. So the stuff that I watch is like is The Walking Dead. We watch that. Uh, Game of Thrones, we have HBO Go. And Doctor Who, I catch that on – uh, streaming sometimes too, but um, those are really the three that are kind of my my thing now. That um, and uh, the one we're going to talk about, yeah, obviously. and New Girl for sure, for sure, yeah. What a, what an eclectic little grouping: Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and New Girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. No, but I I feel like there's a lot that I'm really excited to talk about that, with this show. First, before we get into that, I do want to go ahead and uh, address our listener question. We did ask one this week. And it was, uh, since inspired by New Girl, what show has your favorite cast that is an ensemble? We got a lot of responses. I'm not going to be able to list everyone. 
Wesley from the Via VHS podcast, my big brother, he said originally The Office, but to give something a little bit more or a little less mainstream, he said Cheers or Taxi, so he took it way back. Chris Braden from More Gooder Than Podcast loves Brooklyn Nine-Nine and How I Met Your Mother, Firefly, and Buffy. I said pick one, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Caleb Edward from Netflix and Swill, Parks and Rec, loves DJ Roomba. Uh, Paul Prezula, whose last name I finally know how to say, from uh, Countdown Podcast. <laughs> that's a, that, have you seen the spelling of that that's, thing? It is really yeah. challenging. It's kind of a nightmare. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he said Buffy and Firefly, which did not shock me in any way. Uh, Bradley J. from the Who Spiked the Puns podcast. He gave a whole shit ton of answers, one of them being Twin Peaks. Also, Oz, Six Feet Under, Band of Brothers. Gerald, oh, Band of Brothers. Oh, yeah. man. Oh. Right? Gerald, my homeboy at Two Peas on a Pod, is actually where I get all of my news is from Two Peas on a Podcast. He said Modern Family, Parks and Rec, Arrested Development, Seinfeld, and Stranger Things got in there after only one season, so that's impressive. Mm-hmm. And then Donnie an- Carr, who is Chris's co-host over at More Gooder Than, said he wanted to bring some Farscape love. Uh, the romantic tension between Crichton and Scorpius is legendary. I haven't seen any of the. I haven't seen that show. No, I haven't either. Yeah, that was all on Facebook. We got a lot of love from Arrested Development or for Arrested Development from uh, the Not Good podcast. We also saw a lot more of Firefly. The ST STST cast. Also threw in Lost because they they want me to cry. <laughs> Fucking Lost. Tara Smith, <laughs> I can't escape it. <laughs> Tara Smith Bixler uh, gave me some supernatural love. I fucking love Supernatural. Dylan Miles, of course, said Lost because he's a huge super fan. He said follow that with Parks and Rec and Shameless. Shameless has got a great cast. Yes, it does. That yes, is it does. a great fucking show. Friends got some love. Game of Thrones got some love. Golden Girls got some love. Welcome back, Cotter. UK Office in Living Color. <laughs> some more Buffy. Some more Parks and Rec. Gidget Von LaRue said Sex in the City, Friends, Faulty Towers. I love the Faulty Towers nod. Veep, Parks and Rec, Arrested Development, Golden Girls, Seinfeld. All of my favorites. God bless you, Gidget. Watch with Reeves gave me a uh, Downton Abbey. That's a huge fucking cast, too. Yes, it is. Ray Donovan. They've all had fantastic, fantastic uh, careers outside of that before they ever did the show. That sh- I, that like, show gets me in the feels. I'm yeah, telling you, Maggie you... Smith especially. Oh, she is my favorite. I, I want her to be my grandmother. I want her so to bad. be my drink. I want to get her and Lucille <laughs> Bluth and like the three of us hang out and talk shit. That That's would be true, amazing. Yeah. It's a interesting picture you're painting there, but Ashley. Can you imagine how amazing no. it would be to get Lucille Bluth <laughs> and the Dowager Countess together? No. And you, and specifically. Ma- oh. uh, I would be the uh, the tame one in that group. I think so, yeah. Oh, okay, that's that's where I would like to go. If there's a heaven, it exists with me and those two <laughs> taking shots at people and taking shots of alcohol. Now, oh. I don't know if you did this on purpose or not, what? but you did leave out my answer. I was going to let you answer your answer. Oh, okay, okay. That I, was my I plan. I have to, you know, okay. Forgive me for not listing every single person who responded. I appreciate it, but we would literally spend 40 minutes giving the listener <laughs> feedback or the listener question answer. But thank you, everybody, who takes the time to do that. I really enjoy, you know, getting a lot of answers. I have a really hard time choosing mine, so I'm going to let you say yours. Uh, Black Mirror. Um, and if you haven't seen that, it's on Netflix. It's all confined into its own storyline, each episode, and 
the the entire cast in those three seasons now coming up. I think maybe four seasons possibly yeah. uh, pretty soon. Um, it has been fantastic. Like John Hamm, uh, Mackenzie Davis, uh, Donald Gleason. Who's the girl Lord. that played Sybil on Downton? Because that episode, when I, they're on the bikes, the five million points, I cry oh yeah. like a oh yeah. baby on well, that Well, and that's episode. the guy from Get Out. Yeah. Yeah, and he just freaking killed that oh, episode. God, it just... If you guys haven't seen any of Black Mirror, get your lives together. I mean, it is going to take you on an emotional roller coaster. It's going to mm-hmm. mess with your head, but it is amazing. Getting back to the listener question, I think... If I had to choose a favorite ensemble cast, I would probably, I hate to be redundant, but I love Arrested Development to pieces and the way that they play off of each other. And you can see how poorly the show does when the ensemble isn't all together, like with season four. Like, that show has the best example of chemistry between people and just yeah. amazing. I, I could suck Arrested Development's dick all day, but yeah, I'm Tony Hill to. Tony Hill's uh, portrayal of, of Buster is so underrated. <laughs> Him as an actor is, is so underrated. underrated. It's He's so good. so great. I want to be in Arrested Development. I, Gerald, I'm changing my answer from a few weeks ago. If I could die and go to sitcom heaven, it's Arrested Development. That's where I want to <laughs> spend my eternity. Yeah. It'd be fucked up, though. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take a quick break for some promos from other podcasts to give you guys some ideas of who I think you should listen to. And when we get back, we are going to jump into our New Girl review. Stay tuned. Rising from the depths of a state called Michigan, two inebriated dorks prepare their plan for intergalactic domination. Mixing their extensive knowledge of geek culture with their insatiable thirst for alcohol, these two man-children bring you a show like you've never heard before. They will tell you tales from faraway lands and have you questioning their taste in beer. But make no mistake, friend, for the best coverage of your favorite comics, films, and TV shows, there's no better source for you to get your fix. So listen up, strap in, and prepare yourself as Jake and Tom conquer the world. Film Guys Podcast is a film comedy podcast with two best friends celebrating everything we love about going to the movies. We've got great beer, amazing guests, and quirky characters unlike anything you've ever heard before. Usually Nick makes me wait. He wants to try to give me cinema blue balls and make me wait until the night of the podcast. I will no, go so he... far as to say that I thrive on giving Justin cinema blue balls. I remember being a young man and my mother telling me I didn't have a name because I was illegitimate. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> Well, I just assumed you were drinking that chocolate stout that you were going to make with the cheapest crap chocolate ice cream in a Miller Lite. I hide. I'm sitting here, and I'm hiding. I'm in the darkness. Subscribe to the Epic Film Guys on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you at the movies. The Via VHS podcast is changing lives. Here's some testimonials. Bill from Tallahassee, Florida says, I was able to quit my job and get a Ferrari, just like Magnum P.I. 
Sue from San Diego, California says, Wow, it really helped with my crippling depression. Thanks, via VHS. And Tom from Charlotte, North Carolina says, It cured my genital warts. Wow. Listen to the Via VHS podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Nick Miller, Nick Miller from the streets of Chicago. Because players play like they do, like they did. Mm-hmm. Nick Miller, Nick Miller's a stone cold killer. Huh. Sing it, you know. Feel. Likes the taste of vanilla. Nick Miller, Nick Miller, he's the illest of the ill. Cece's rapping. He pours a hundred drinks and none of them ever spill. Plus he's super high on a bunch of pain pills. His favorite movie is The Big Chill. He's got a hairy chest because he eats a bounce meal. Hey, hey. Mad flavor in his ear. Because the ice in my glass represents the tears from my eyes. I love you, dog. Nick Miller, Nick Miller, yo, streets of Chicago, rough and top of one love, you my heart. All right, and we are back, and we are going to go ahead and we're going to set the scene. It is 2011, all right, Rhett? Yep, yes. This is the year all I right. met my wife and that we moved is in it? together, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. All right, so you have just met your wife. Congratulations. Two Broke Girls premiered, along with American Horror Story, Bob's Burgers, your show Game of Thrones, Homeland, and Shameless. And then the other popular shows that year were Supernatural, Fringe, True Blood, Gossip Girl, Glee, that's just for Nick, uh, Downton Abbey, (laughs) Community, Archer, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Entourage. Uh, Movies that came out that year. The Help, Bridesmaids, First Captain America, Horrible Bosses, Crazy crazy Stupid Love, and the first part of the last Harry Potter movie, The Deathly Hallows. Mm -hmm. All right, this this is always my favorite part, is looking back at the music. So this year, the number one hits were Rolling in the Deep by Adele, Born This Way by Lady Gaga. I haven't heard from Lady Gaga in forever. No. What she, happened to her? She had a weird, this like this last year, she had this weird, uh, like, I don't remember what it was, like the life of Jackie or something like that. Like this weird, mm-hmm. like, other persona, and she was doing crazy, like, lounge blues type music and, like, interesting stuff. Yeah, she did something stuff. with Tony Bennett, right? Yeah, she did, well, she did that. I mean, that's that's been, like, an ongoing thing in her career, but this one was a this weird album that she did where it was, like, she was playing guitar and she was she was doing weird stuff. Like, I mean, she's always done weird stuff, but this was yeah. way different from, like, the dance type music that she was famous for. Oh. I don't ever talk I, about this stuff. I'm glad that you're bringing this stuff up because this is yeah. not my usual, like... This is not my usual wheelhouse about talking about stuff like like Lady Gaga and and New Girl. I don't talk about New Girl very often. So, but you love it. I mean, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, we're on Skype, and I can see in the background. You tell me that your wife is watching yeah. it, so I'm getting to watch New Girl while talking <laughs> to you about New Girl. It's amazing. So, other songs that were big that year: S and M by Rihanna, Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow, Black and Yellow, the Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. I think it was LMFAO, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. That's my jam. In the club, party rock. Looking for your girl. She on my jock. Ha. Uh, <clears throat> that's I, all I know. That's that's all that I know of, of that song. That boom, ba boom, boom, ba boom, baby. Super Bass. Every time I play that song when I'm at work, there's one guy that literally cannot help but dance, and it turns into he and I having a dance party no matter <laughs> what is going on around us. That's it's funny. It's the most amazing thing in the world. Deaths that year. Uh, people who passed away that are big... Elizabeth Taylor, Amy Winehouse. That was really – I love Amy Winehouse's music, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, she's amazing. She was um, super Steve talented. Steve Jobs, Patrice O'Neal passed away. And for my man Wesley, Macho Man Randy Savage. 
Rest in peace with your barrel full of Slim Jims. You are way too good at that. I, I practice a lot. I, I do Macho Man Randy Savage. Probably Dan Brennick told me that I have the worst impressions ever. But I told him, I was like, you still know who it is, so it can't be that bad. But Macho Man's my, my best one. Other news that year, Kim Jong-il and Osama bin Laden died. We'll, say, we'll just say died. Yeah. The royal wedding happened between Will and Kate. <laughs> William Hung Shebang's phenomenon happened. God help us. And it was a big year for Charlie Sheen and his tiger blood. Winning! <laughs> that was fucking six years ago. Can you believe that? Yeah, it feels like it was a lot longer ago, honestly. it feels A little all, bit? All the stuff that you're talking about, it seems like it was a long time ago. It doesn't seem like only, it was that recent. Only been six years. Yeah. He's... Didn't he say something about being a wizard too? I or no, he had warlock something. I don't something about warlocks. I I don't. He said a lot of shit, and I don't he, listen. I never listened to it. He continues to say a lot of shit. Yeah, uh, most of which I find offensive. And if I were to ever see him, I'd thank him from Major League and then kick him square in the nuts. <laughs> that's about all he's contributed positively in this world, in my opinion. All right, so that's what's going on in 2011. We've set the scene. We're transported back in time. So if you haven't ever seen New Girl or, you know, you don't know what it's about or you kind of remember, the basic plot line or synopsis is after a bad breakup, Jess, who is an offbeat young woman, moves into an apartment loft with three single men. Although they find her behavior unusual, they support her most of the time. It stars Zoe Deschanel as Jessica Day, Jake Johnson as Nick Miller, Max Greenfield as Schmitty, uh, Hannah Simone <laughs> as Cece, uh, Lamorne Morris as Winston, and occasionally Damon Waynes Jr. as coach. So, Rhett. Yes, ma'am. How, how did you start watching this show? What kind of brought it to your attention? What got it on your radar? You know, do you I, remember? I don't actually remember. I I remember that I had flirted around with Don't Trust the Bee, and I liked the show, <clears throat> but it it was not my favorite. Um, I really like Kristen Ritter, but I, love I think Ritter. I was looking for something similar in that kind of vein, and I came across it on Netflix, uh, right? I think maybe season one or two were mm-hmm. both on there, like a couple years ago. And I binge watched the hell out of season one and two. And I've actually seen this entire series through season five three times. Oh, yeah. I don't, I think <clears throat> I probably watched it at least three or four times because I just, whenever I get that kind of like, I don't have any friends, I want to go visit some friends or, you know, feel like I'm a part of a family, New Girl is where it's at. Yeah. It is just, it warms my heart. And and I think I had seen, um, I think we had seen that that movie uh, Drinking Buddies that came out with yep. Olivia with Wilde, Anna Kendrick, and, yep. yeah, Anna Kendrick, Olivia Wilde, and and Jake, Jake Johnson. Johnson, and and uh, I I remember seeing him, and I was like, hey, he's in the show, let's watch that, and it happened to be a decent movie, and then I was like, oh, let's check out the show too, and and you know, obviously, I really enjoyed the show, and it <clears throat> it it caught it it. it, it <sighs> It kind of caught me off guard because I was, I was thinking it was going to be super girly. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really not. It's actually a really good combination of what young men my age, because I'm, I'm 28, so that's right mm-hmm. around when, when season one starts. They're all right around that 28 to 30 age range. Yeah. So it kind of fits in my where I am in life. It kind of kind of – the things that they're doing are similar to what I am doing as well. And well, so, they're grown-ups – or their children pretending to be exactly. That's my entire being. I am a in a, a man child basically. Yeah. And so it it made sense for me to enjoy the show because um, I am basically all four of the guys put together. 
I that's which one would you say you relate to the most? <clears throat> um, it depends. I, I mean, I, I feel like my personality changes day to day, but I would probably say I'm more uh, Nick than anything. Um, but I'm I a total Nick Miller. But I have a I have a very very strong Schmidt. Uh, personality on my <laughs> effeminate side. I'm very, very much Schmidt uh, when it comes to things, when it comes to certain things. And um, but I also have the goofy, the goofy uh, uh, Winston, the weird, mm-hmm. like awkward. He's very socially awkward. And then the coach with sports. I mean, I love sports, and I have that personality of like I know sports. I am obsessed yeah. with it. So it really it's day to day. But I and that's the other thing about the show too. And I I'll, we can get into that later, but. Um, how they all sort of make up one complete man. All, yeah. all four aspects of those four people make exactly. up one man. And, and it's kind of like those personality tests where you see which one you rate the highest on, but you're, everybody's all four you know, different parts of yep. uh, personality. I don't know if anybody's ever done these. I had to do them. I work in the restaurant industry, and for going into different management jobs, they want you to take a personality assessment so you can understand if you're, you know, whatever. There's four different components, and then it shows you how they all interact with each other. So I would say I am a strong Nick with just tendencies, <laughs> even though she's not a guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I love these characters. I feel like I'm Jess and these are all my podcast buddies, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm a, there's, it's a little bit of a man's world out there in the podcast world, mm-hmm. but everybody, I'm getting to see all of the stuff that's like kind of buried beneath like, Guys, uh, Nick tells me that he loves Glee, and he and I troll people back and forth and talk about how much it makes us cry. Like, that's not something that you would think <laughs> looking at a you know big, burly guy like Nick. And it just makes me so happy that I get to see these different aspects of everybody's personality and get to be a part of it. So let's let's play this game then, since you've okay. said that. So you're Jess, clearly. Yep. So who is your actual Nick Miller? If you, uh, if, if you could pick a podcast buddy, who is your Nick Miller? Okay, so I have two answers. Okay. Because, one, I assigned it before I met the other person, but he still holds true. So one of them is Wesley. Okay. Because Wesley at Via VHS is very much that, you know, kind of... Curmudgeonly, but also yeah. well-meaning. But the other one is, and he's going to hate me for saying it because he hates the show, but Dan Brennick and his irrational anger over at Netflix and Swill <laughs> and his awkwardness around girls, he is so Nick Miller. And it's perfect because he and, Je- he and uh, Nick are buddies and Nick is a total schmidt. Whatever. You're irrationally angry 365 days a year, What are you Nick? talking about? I will push if I want to push! Come on! I hate doors! Really? Well, that's just your personal opinion. Because I don't have anger issues. You guys think I have anger issues? Well, I mean, I wouldn't exactly call it an issue. An issue is something you can fix. Been that way since I can remember. This is some watered-down nonsense. You're some no-good shysters! unrelated note i've just decided to take a walk so and nick loves cooking just like schmidt does so makes sense but yeah i watch this show yep. and i'm like that's dan that's 100 yeah. percent dan so sorry dan um <laughs> let's see i'm trying to think if there's a winston or a coach i guess hmm i haven't got i haven't devolved into the rest of it yet but who do you have for you know buddies of yours that kind of fit these different characters Hmm, that's a that's a very interesting question. I've never actually thought of it that way. I don't know. I like I said, I feel like I'm all four of them um, on any given day. So I feel like I, I take over that, take over those roles individually. Um, 
I don't know. I think I think okay. So okay. we'll say Dan from Dan and Cody. We'll say the Dan, Dan and Cody. Okay, we'll just use both of them. So Dan, yeah. So he is uh, Dan okay. is is coach. Okay, Cody mm-hmm. is Schmidt. Okay, so that's that's two of them taking care of there. Let's see. Who is who is my Lamorne? Oh man, Winston. Winston's a tough that's one to a... peg. Not a whole lot of people are strong. Winston. Well, his his character has also changed. That's since, I was going to talk about that a lot since season two. Since when he was really back, or, or I mean, season one when he sort of came in, mm-hmm. his character is very different. Than well, let's it talk was. about that for a minute, and we can revisit the assigning if you don't yeah. have any that comes to the top of your mind. Yeah, I feel like he went. He was introduced as Winston Bishop, and he has transitioned into a Winnie the Beach all day because yeah, the, yeah, the. Even the way he dresses with his, you know, buttons buttoned up to the top one with the funky like yep, Hawaiian the, the shirt, the weird prints. Like he wasn't that. He wasn't that in the beginning. No, he, he's very nerdy now. Yeah, very very nerdy. And the other thing too is like he kind of, uh, kind of uh, coalesces to whatever group he's a part of. So like if you see him with the cops, he's very different mm-hmm. in that group than he is with the guys. And like when he's with the girls, he he wants to. He does all the stuff that the girls like to do, but then when he's around for sports, I mean, he's a professional basketball player yeah. for God's sake. I mean, so, he wasn't very good, apparently. But no, 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 no. But yeah, so but he's like he's capable of being around the guys. Like he's he's not smooth. He's no. not. But he but he. I mean, he's capable of being smooth at moments. Yeah. But he's also a nerd. But he's not always nerd. Like it's he's his character sort of. I feel like more than anything serves the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, like he does, I mean, not that he doesn't have a strong character, but I feel like it sort of, it sort of changes with the situation that's in each episode. Yeah. Like when he was um, the nanny or whatever, how he was ha- like interacting with that kid is not how he interacts with everybody else. He kind exactly. of lets more he's of his guard different. down with him. Yeah. He's very different wherever, whatever situation he's in, he's very, very different. And, um, like I said, he started out kind of sort of cool in the beginning and, and just kind of a, he's just more sort of, of a, a cool manly, not what I don't want to say manly man, but more of a, yeah, like a, like a man's man. Yeah. He was just kind of a, he's like a cool guy to hang out with and stuff. And then he slowly over the seasons, he gets, he starts, uh, like, it's almost like he was, like you said, he's guarded and then he's letting more of his personality out as, as we go along, almost like an unraveling kind of thing. Like, it's kind of like he's, he's, letting that nerd that has always been there come out more and more like like he's dropping that guard i don't know what i think happened is um because coach damon waynes jr was supposed to be in the series and then his show that he was on happy endings didn't actually get canceled so he yeah. went away i think when they started to bring coach back or they knew they were going to bring him back they wanted to differentiate the personalities more yeah they started you know transitioning winston into a different character so he wouldn't overlap with coach so much and he was a lot like Coach yeah. in the beginning. He wasn't he wasn't quite as funny as as Damon Wayne Jr. because I don't think that you can be. There's no. really him and his dad are t- the two funniest people to me, like two of the funniest people in the world. Exactly. But I I agree with you. I think that it was it was kind of out of necessity to not have those two characters be the same because you you can't really have let's just say it both black characters be the same person yeah there has to be some differentiation in and honestly i'd be a little offended if they were both like oh oh, we are we're just the sports characters like that's rude why can't you have then you also see 
But you also see in times they have like a an understanding of each other mm-hmm. that only comes from that sort of culture. Well, you know what I mean? Like how they how they interact with each other. I was gonna make a joke about wow uh, when Winston was telling Schmidt that he misses his black friends when they did that yeah. whole episode, and he's like. I just really want some crack. My mama used to make the best crack. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I have. I, I was trying to write down my favorite episodes, and I ran out of paper. Um, yeah. So this show is fucking great. Uh, I do also like that Coach also has this split in his personality. Because when he's with Cece, and they're kind of like, after they decided not to date or whatever, and he can be like girly and Snoopy, and like he's like, oh, yes, girl. He's so <laughs> funny like that, and he's secure enough in you know, who he is to be able to, to play like that. Yeah, I yeah, and when you, I'm looking at my um, my uh, uh, favorite characters, um, and I and I had wrote down Winston. Uh, I had two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down Winston because the monologues that he gets, especially in the early seasons, the whole thing where um, Nick and Schmidt were getting, or Nick was getting the the college girls uh, oh, to come to the house, and they were arguing over the fucking scarf. Wherever you are right now, just sit down. Okay, now Saturday. It's a day for sleeping. And damn it, you will not take that away from me. You, give her a scarf back. Finders Keepers is not a thing. You, get out of my house. Who are you? Who am I? Who am I? Well, I am Theodore K. Mullins. And Nick is my lover on the down low. Tell her, Nick. Tell her how it really goes down in apartment 4D. Oh, great Negro spiritual, please come down and loose these chains on this woman. Flesh on flesh. When the lights are off, we are all the same. Not true. Dear Lord, help me, Father. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. I'm yeah. leaving. I'm out. Hey, can you give me a ride? I'm going to stop and get a manicure. Do you want to break? You yeah. told Harpo to beat me. Bye, guys. You want them over me? Over me? You. You're sweating so much, it looks like rain. And you. Dude, you're peaking, man. You're at the prime of your life. That's actually... Cece, get rid of the motorcycle. And Jess, but not like you haven't thought about us, too, when you're going solo. Okay? I don't work a nine-to-five. I'm here all day. I can hear you. Now go away. Because I'm having cereal. Um, the other one that I wrote down, like, a scene that he's in uh, that is absolutely my... Almost unequivocally my favorite scene in the entire show uh, is the danger party. Mm-hmm. The rebranding, the relaunch party <laughs> that Schmidt has, and he's drinking the fruity drinks, and he and he uh, he he drinks them, and he's like, you know, does the whole I'm I'm naughty thing after he drinks the drink too oh. fast. The very end, he sings "Delights Groove is in the Heart," <laughs> "Room is in the Heart," and it's yeah, and it, it's a callback to earlier in that episode because that's what Nick is singing in the shower yep. in the very early, oh, the very I beginning love of the episode. When Nick sings, he sounds so bad, <laughs> but he is feeling it. <laughs> But when he's doing the the verse and he's like he does it and he turns around and he's like danger, and it just cracks like something about him singing that it cracks me up. I don't know what it is. It's my it's my favorite moment in the show. My I have a whole favorite. My favorite episode involves a lot of Winston being very funny. Um, but my favorite episode is Mincy's when Jess has mm-hmm. her uh, PMS yep. and mm-hmm. Winston pretends to or thinks he's going through sympathy PMS. And, like, he's just, like, Nick comes in and says something. He's like, don't even start with me, Nick. I can't even handle it. I'm going to go out this room because I can't handle what you're going to say. And da, 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 da. Just goes off. And, like, then you find out later it's because he's upset about breaking up with his girlfriend. And it's really yeah. endearing. And you see that there's levels and layers. But 
And Schmitz, Schmidt goes, where would you put the tampon? <laughs> That's also the introduction of one of my favorite uh, secondary characters, Tran, and a great running mm-hmm. joke between him and Nick that Nick can understand, you know, I guess he has telepathy with him or something because Tran doesn't say yeah. a goddamn word. He says, he says one word one time in the very first time that we see uh-huh. him. And that's when they're in the the hot tub in the, the the bath. Oh yeah, and he says, and he says he says one thing, and that's it. And then he never talks ever again in the entire the entire series. Please don't do that, sir. Please, I, I would love to sit by myself right now. There's something real creepy about you, pal. You want to get weird? Let's get weird. You got a nice face. An anger problem? Living with them? Are you kidding me? It's frustrating. It's like, just get a job. I like your hat. I like how it's not a team or a logo. It's just blue. Would you rather be covered in fish scales or feathers? Scales. Why, you weirdo? You want to see me jump really high? (laughs) I'm afraid of dying, man. Enemy is inner me. The enemy is the inner me. Do you understand a word I'm saying? You just nodded everything. <laughs> I need to change. And you showed me that. I have an anger problem. Thank you. Can I get a hug? I love The moon, moonwalking away that, from situations. I do that in real life. Inspired by Nick Oh my Miller. god. The awkward moonwalk so is great. amazing. I'll say something because whenever I'm at a table uh, at the restaurant, I'll say something that I know in my head sounded stupid. And I'll just either do the awkward turtle hands or nine times out of ten, I awkward moonwalk away from everything. <laughs> and it doesn't help me look any less stupid, but it makes me feel like I've kind of, you know, transitioned the situation. I guess we're talking about running gags. One of my favorite things was in the pilot episode. It started and it went on with the douche jar. That is exactly the first one that I put down to. Someone's personalized condoms just came in the mail. Hey, jar, $20. Winston, did you know that NWA didn't stand for Never Walk Alone? $30. Jar. Hey, Nick. No! Jar, Schmidt, jar! For what? Ooh, Jess. I just found a Groupon for hypnosis lessons. <laughs> Think about what you can do with that. Sex stuff. Jar. Look, guys, has anyone seen my good pea coat? Jar! Have you seen my shark skin laptop sleeve? Jar. Darn it. Has anyone seen my croquet cleats? Hey, Jess. Have you seen my other timepiece? Nick, I came up with the best name for an uncircumcised penis. Bishop in a turtleneck. Yeah, jar. Damn it! I can't find my driving moccasins anywhere! I love it. And that was, like, favorite episodes, because that's, like, that was part of that, was the the story of the 50 Mm -hmm. uh, with Schmidt's birthday party. And the, the them explaining why he has to put fifty dollars in the douchebag jar. Oh my god! I just love when it's he such... like calls himself on the douche thing. He's like, "Oh, I call it. I already know I did it." <laughs> yep. Fucking home. And then and then we have then we have True American. I want to play True American so bad. And it's like, one, two, three, four. JFK. FDR. Who wants to play uh, True American? I'm in. I'm in. That sounds like a great idea. So it's fifty percent drinking game, 
50% life-size candy land. Well, more like 75 drinking 20 candy land. And by the way, the, the floor is muffled lava. It's actually 90% drinking, and then it's got a loose candy land-like structure to it. Well, with steaks. Hey, guys, we doing teams? Yeah, mm -hmm. all yeah. out, baby. Ready? One, two, three, go. Two, two, four. Wow, I'm with Russell. Perfect. What? You don't want to be on my team? Well, I just copied you. You haven't given me any information yet. Oh, okay. So it starts off there are four zones. Mm -hmm. An alternate zone is a crazy zone. And there's, there's a trail of chairs, but the floor is lava. These are the pawns. They're the soldiers of the secret order. This is the king of the castle. Now remember, everything you hear in true American is a lie, knock on wood. And it starts with a shotgun tip off, okay? Yeah. Oh. yeah there's no one going back now. One, two, three, four. JFK! To play this game i've got a general understanding but all i can really decipher is you just get shit face drunk and you stand up yeah. on furniture and you can't touch the floor and you say american history things i love that episode and then they get the fancy man in on it dermot maroney yeah yeah and like you yeah. just it's like revisiting those college days that we all want to go back to where you're just like binge drinking with your buddies and then you wake up <laughs> so hungover you don't know how to function yeah and you have the, the episode where Schmidt and Nick bring the girl home and they're fighting over her yep. and Jess is trying to help them out and they choose the wrong number and Jess and Nick end up in the in behind the door and they have to try to kiss mm -hmm. or they have to kiss before they can come out and the you know, end of it that just, episode though. I just oh. I don't I don't drink uh, personally. Mm -hmm. but it just looks like a lot of fun. Like, it's, it just, it's just bullshit. It, it doesn't have a, it really has no point. No. It doesn't seem like there's actually a point to the game other than to get shit-faced. Yep. But I just, I just want to, I want to try it. Like, I just, it, there's so much beer and so much fun stuff involved. I just want to try it. Honestly, it's just seeing this group of friends love each other and have so much fun with each other. There's no reason in the world that anybody would not want to be a part of that. But the end of that episode you were talking about, because Nick and Jess won't come, they don't actually kiss behind the door, but the end of that episode when he's like, says, you know, if I'm going to kiss you, I want it to be like this, and he's like, fucking romantic movie, dips her and kisses her or whatever, and it's like the most heartwarming thing in the world. <laughs> and then if I'm not mistaken, I think he awkward moon walks away from her. I'm, I think so, yeah. <laughs> don't you awkward moon walk away from me, and he like just slams the door in your face? Yeah. I wrote another one down, too, yeah. uh, and I don't think they do it anymore. I haven't seen it in the later seasons. The garbage disposal. Oh. Yeah. Everything they go in to their use apartment the, is shit. When they go to use the garbage disposal and Nick has to get the stick off of the top of the off the top shelf and do his whole routine where he's, like, slamming the stick into the... Boom, oh, my God. Boom. Oh, my God. That cracks me up every single time. That, and I love that Nick can't keep secrets because he just gets all sweaty all the time. <laughs> and it's like when he finds out about Cece and Schmidt, he's trying to, like, he does this horrible I job. It. I can feel it running down my back. I can feel it <laughs> on my back. And then Jess is like, let me see your back. Ew, gross. <laughs> Jess can definitely hold, like, hold her own with one of the guys and kind of let those, you know, just say whatever's on her mind like guys do, like being straightforward and having those moments. But she also retains her girliness the entire time. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. 
And I love she like has to listen to the Dirty Dancing album or watch the Dirty Dancing movie or listen to some song on repeat over and over and over again every time she's depressed. Yeah, that song is called The River, by the way. That's right. And Caroline and uh, Nick made up a dance to it. It goes like this. Yes, it did. <laughs> Got it. Do you want a freak? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mentioned Nick's irrational anger, Jess's depression process. Nick pranking Schmidt. That yes. episode... I mean, it happens a few times where they kind of, like, flash back to different times. But that is the most in-depth prank I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Long con. I love it. I love it. He makes him, makes him think that he's he's getting older and yeah. shrinking and his his contacts aren't working anymore. And his pant, he makes his pants longer and... Just everything. He fucks with the <laughs> chair so and says, why do you got the TV on so loud? <laughs> the, the, height, the height marks on the yeah, wall. He's like, he I went, took a picture of her and... Oh my god! He went to. He took, I think. What did he say? How much did that prank cost? Like fifteen hundred dollars or more? Yeah, something like that. And yeah. Nick is broke. He ain't got no money for that shit. The people listening to this, are, if they've never seen the show, they either think that it's fucking hilarious or stupid, or they're scared as hell to watch the show. Yeah, I highly recommend the show. Just Nick's faces in general. He makes the mm-hmm. most expressive so. responses to things like. <laughs> There's the, no way the, to convey that on a podcast. I wish you know, we had video because I'm going to put pictures video. up on Facebook and on uh, Twitter to help yeah. illustrate these points because this show I mean, is and, fucking great. And Jake Johnson already has a weird face anyway. Yeah. His his nose is all screwed up oh, and yeah. his eyebrows are crazy. But it, the way he contorts his face into some of the most awkward faces that you could possibly make, especially in the situations that he gets in where those faces are appropriate, it just... It, his character, like I and I, I think I did a thing where um it, it was choose three television characters that represents your personality, mm-hmm. and it was like him or three characters, three fictional characters. It was him, uh, Dewey Finn or Ned Schneebly from School of Rock, uh-huh. and Eric Cartman were my three choices, ah. and I was like, he is he is those people like that he is. He is that group of people. I'm literally watching him behind you, and he's doing... I love him so much. Another one... Oh, I forgot to mention. All day. I could do this oh. all day. It's on. It's on. I love... <laughs> Schmidt hypes himself up so much. Like, that kid has got so much confidence, so much swagger. Like, And then you flash back to what a dork he was when he was in college. Like, he was overweight, and everybody was throwing chocolate at him, and, you know... <laughs> we built this Schmitty. <laughs> we built this Schmitty. But yeah, I like the introduction of when Nick and Schmidt, how they met each other. He's like, I just woke up and there's this dude just sitting in my room and he's eating dry ramen. Like, what the fuck? He just thinks everything that's happening is so funny. Just it's such better a good this way. Guy. It's better this way. Yeah. You- he's like, you're weird. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally, that's exactly how Nick would react to that too. And like Nick is just the- one of those dudes like, oh yeah. Do the- you got the dance, the Schmidt dance. His oh. little, his fat, his fat dance. I love his fat dance. I wish, see, the thing is, like, I wish that we had video, because I can, I, I can channel Schmidt, almost. Yeah, you're doing um, a really good job. I, I can really channel Schmidt, especially the fat Schmidt, because, um, here's a newsflash, I'm a large fellow, and so I can, I can emulate him, but my, my favorite thing is the way that he, weird, he has weird, like, inflections on words, like pants, pants, or underpants, or panties, or room. Love mango chutney, uh, really any type of chutney. I use sculpting chutney. Once I'm done with my chutney, back in the row it goes. 
uh, like they're so. Uh, this is how I always talk about shows that I really love because I uh, having those those weird references and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's what makes the show to me, especially this show, because there's so many <laughs> little moments. Like I was I was racking my brain like the moments that uh, rewatching the because I, I wanted to make sure that I watched as much as I could before we, we talked. Because, yeah, so it's fresh. I do yeah, and thing. so, but every day, every time I watch an episode, there's something funny. I'm like, I need to remember that. And now I can't remember it because there's so many little gags in there, little goofs in there that are fucking fantastic. Like, the writing. We can talk about the writing because the oh, writing God. on the show is just is just ridiculous. And it, it's so good that I don't really know how much of it's actually improvised mm-hmm. or how much of it's actually for real writing. Because there's got there's moments in there that have to be improvised. I mean, it has to be right. They really they really mesh yeah. uh, very well together. Especially the peop- the actors, the portrayals mm-hmm. mesh well together. And like I can actually see the the these four people as being. And you can include Cece in there too because yeah. Cece, Cece is such a big part of of the group. Um, the dynamic because they always talk about her even though she's not there. She's mm-hmm. always kind of a part of the group anyway. Um, but you can really see like this group, this group of four people living together. Absolutely. Like I could, I could go to an apartment, a loft somewhere in a city, and see these four people actually living with each other. And it, it reminds me of Friends. Yeah. It, it reminds and I, and me I'm, of a college dorm situation, which yeah. is probably why it gives me so many great heartwarming feelings. Is it makes me feel like I'm back in that day where everybody was just cohabitating and part of each other's lives 24-7 rather than, you know, brief little intervals. Yeah. It's just, it makes me so happy. There's a lot of episodes that I really love. Do you have any that you want to talk about in particular? Um, I wrote I down go. I wrote down three. Okay. Um, I wrote down uh, Injured. I have that one down too. Um, where he goes to see uh, June Diane Rayfield's, I can't remember what her name is, Sadie. She's a gynecologist, OBGYN, friend of Jess's. And uh, Nick gets hurt playing a like touch football game. Because <laughs> Jess tackles him. It's and he doesn't, have, he doesn't have insurance, so he can't go to the doctor. So Jess takes him to Sadie to have her look over him. And he lays down in the on the table with the stirrups face down (laughs) with his feet in the stirrups and it's just it's funny like and then you have the whole the scenario with the the car with winston Mm -hmm. and the it was given to him as an illegal benefit of college from a college scout and he's had it ever since and it's just it's just a really good episode and you see a lot of character development with with nick Mm-hmm. And like you see that he 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 starts to see how much of a screw up he is. He kind of starts to understand that, and you get the whole beach scenario and all that stuff too. Like when he's on the pills, and it's just I don't know. It's just a really good. It's a really good episode. The whole thing with with the cancer, or whatever the growth on his on his yeah, yeah the growth on his thyroid or whatever. And also in the bar, or whatever you know, Jess is trying to cheer him up, and he's like, "You're not allowed to speak at my funeral because you don't know how to be real." <laughs> So. And, then, and then I wrote down the story of the 50, which we had talked about before, Schmidt's yeah. birthday, where he uh, does something really douchey and has to put a $50 <laughs> bill in the douchebag jar. And you have, like, the male stripper scenario on the on the party bus. And, oh, God. <laughs> and and it's just, it's just a really good episode. Because you don't always get to see, like, the moments leading up to a douchebag jar moment. Right. And that was a really shitty one. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who wants to go and watch it. It's a fantastic episode. It is one of the funniest episodes of the show. There's literally gags constantly in that episode. And then the third one I wrote down was Keaton. 
where oh. <laughs> where <laughs> it was Schmidt that had been writing to to Michael Keaton. Yep. And had been getting letters back, and it turns out that it wasn't actually Michael Keaton writing him the letters back, and so somebody had been perpetuating that whole lie, <clears throat> and then it comes to head at the end of the episode, and it's <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, but you also see it's like, it's like the final straw for Schmidt. Like he kind of just, he kind of just breaks down after that. It's like the one thing that he had in his life that he could count on whenever he wasn't feeling well or feeling bad and, or feeling shitty about himself. And that gets taken away too. And it's really sad. Yeah. This show does a great job of mixing, you know, it's probably a good 70% comedy, but it has those deeper levels that, you know, really is what it takes for a show to be important and really have, you know, t- stand the test of time and make an impact on people. Cause otherwise it would be, I think the best comparison of something that would be a hundred percent comedy would be don't trust yeah. the bee. It doesn't have those emotional levels. You don't care about the characters. They're just there to entertain you like dance puppet dance. <laughs> There's a ton of, but a ton we, of vulnerability uh, in so the show. And I think like, like what you're saying, like, I think that that is what makes it real. And, and I, and you yeah, can relate to exactly. it. You know, Winston's been dumped 49 or 47 times, and he's just, poor nugget. Like, it, you feel for yeah. him. Like, you understand why he kind of is the way he is, and then you really appreciate when he, you know, finds somebody that actually can appreciate him. Birdie. And make him feel special. Birdie. <laughs> like, when he gets his cat, Ferguson. Yeah. That was funny. When he was wanting, wanting to murder the cat, that was fucked yeah. up. Mm-hmm. It was, but then he but ends he, up loving it, and it's his only friend in the world. becoming... Oddly obsessed with yeah, him. Yeah, that's a uh, no, that's another that's story fine. point. That's that's an interesting thing that about his character that changes over time is is the obsession with the cat, and that's just another another example of how he changes. Maybe he's schizophrenic. Maybe he's got like multiple personalities. That is, that is a theory. That's possible. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we haven't talked about Cece at all. I don't not like her, but I don't feel like she is. As great as the other ones. Yeah, I think there's a level of non-committal, non-committing to the the comedy with her, with her, and I think it's just mm-hmm. her character. Like she serves again, it's kind of a Winston situation. She serves the situation very well because it's a point of of, of upset in the in the early season, the, maybe maybe like one through three. She serves the situation. She mm-hmm. serves uh, as motivation for Schmidt. And that her character changes and she becomes a bigger part of of the show, a bigger part of the like, there's points where it's just her and that's it in some scenes. And she's not I don't feel mm-hmm. like she's needs to be that character. I think that unfortunately her character is a little bit bland. It's just she's pretty one dimensional. There's not a lot of places you can really go with her. I mean she has she has vulnerabilities and stuff, she's a model, but I, I don't know. I just don't really prefer her character. I think I think it's just there's nothing really to yeah. her character that I really enjoy. There's nothing that I can really go. Oh, that's you know specifically Cece. That's really cool when she yeah. does that. I, you know she doesn't really. You know what? You know what's funny that you say that. You know what's funny that you say that because there's that scene where they're talking about the pogo, huh. and she's trying to say what is my pogo, and nobody ever gives her an answer really. And that just goes to show you that her she's not actually part of the group. I mean, she is. She's a big part of the group now. Like they, like I said, they talk about her when she's not there. But it shows you how they feel about her. Like she's she's not really included in everything. Yeah, she's more of somebody for them to kind of play yeah. off of yeah, rather exactly. than play with them. 
She does have uh, one of my favorite things when they were talking about her. I think uh, it's the models episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Jess tells Nick that's like, and they're doing butt drinking. He's like, butt drinking? You just mentioned two of my favorite things. I don't know what butt drinking is, but it sounds horrible. No, I drink with my mouth tonight. Yeah. That's disgusting. I really hate Nadia. Yes. That is that is the, the only model. character I that I wrote down fucking hate her. was was Nadia for for annoying characters. She's yeah, sucks. that's the only person I wrote down for that, um, and she's absolutely unnecessary and not very good as that character, that person that plays her. And then when she's pregnant and like the whole baby shower thing, she just sucks. She sucks super yeah. out loud and hard. Do you have a favorite boyfriend that Jess had? Or a favorite, like, significant, not significant other, but, you know, long-term somebody that, you know, people were dating in the show, anybody Hmm. you really liked? That's an interesting question. You know, I really, it wasn't a long-term thing. I really liked Lizzie Kaplan's character. I I did really like her. Her, I really liked her and Nick together. Um, I really like her anyway. Um, She's she's great. I love her. I, I thought that she was a good match for Nick's non committing to stuff and and not sticking it out when everything's got tough and she was she was mm-hmm. a smart ass but she was also sincere really liked him i think and i hated to see that like end or the whole like valentine's day thing that episode was very oh, it yeah. actually was it was very stressful and very sad because you could tell that that he really liked her and that she really liked it like really really liked him a lot even for his his shortcomings i mean he's He's not the easiest person I feel like to like, and so no, I could I love Nick Miller. Watching him on screen, I would never <laughs> be able to date him. Absolutely not. But I think I think that she's probably my my favorite. Even though she was only in maybe a couple episodes, she's probably my favorite one. Yeah, I I just remembered who my favorite one that just dated was. It was freaking. It was Russell. It was Dermot. Mr. Mo- fancy uh, Dermot Man. Mulroney, yeah. The Fancy Man. I loved him. I liked when they went to his house. <laughs> And she was like, I need somebody with me to hate on things. And they were like, Nick goes with her, of course, because he, he hates on like, everything with her irrational <laughs> anger. He's like, look at that island. Can't you even like be a part of the counter? But then he sees Russell's office. He's like, I feel like I want to pass I wanna a hunt bill. Stuff. Like, he's like, I understand hunting. It's like, I respect I must have to kill you because I respect you. I think I understand hunting now. He just, like, the whole office, I think, and smells he, like he puts the uh, He puts the, uh, the, the sweater on. <laughs> yeah. And Russell's so good about it. He's like, just make sure you fold it. Don't hang. He's like, actually, I don't care what you do. Like, gives him a phone. Like, Russell's yeah. so nice. He's so understanding. Such a cool dude. And plays true American with him, even though oh, he's yeah, way too sure. old for that shit. So, <laughs> good on you, Russell. You're my you're my choice. And he actually knows himself well enough to know that he's like, Jess is like, oh, I just want that passion. He's like, I've been through that you know, crazy yeah. shit. I don't want that. I don't need the drama. So that's probably my favorite. But like you said, they do have some fantastically talented actors that come on the show. You know, Tons of cameos. Sense. Like Rob Reiner and Jamie Lee Curtis are Jessica's yeah. day's da- parents. Like that's fucking great. How they got that is yeah. beyond me. Schmidt's mom too um, is, is fantastic as well. Yeah. she's And he, how he doesn't understand <laughs> that she's a lesbian is hilarious. Uh, Justin Long came on for a little Adam bit. Adam Brody. Berkeley. Yep. Megan Fox has her entire, which I, yeah, yep. I'm, I, I'm not a fan of. You know what? She surprised yeah. me though. I generally hate Megan Fox because she can't act. It's like watching basically a cardboard cutout. However, when she has the decision episode or whatever, telling Winston and Nick that if they can decide who gets it, then she'll have sex with them. 
by the end of the episode, Nick puts on his I'm not having sex outfit, and she goes and changes into hers. I thought that yeah. was pretty good natured. I don't know. Something about that. I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I like Rob Riggle <laughs> as Schmidt's cousin, and they try yeah. to outdo each other to see who's going to be like the title Schmidt. Wheelbarrow. A kid knows what a wheelbarrow is. Put your hands on the ground. Hands on the ground. Hey, all right. Woo. Turn him around. Yeah, all right. Faster. Come on, man. Really work those all calves. Right. Look at this, Winston. I can do this all day, man. No, I got it all day, man. I do this all day. I don't even think about it. That's awesome. Keep going. All day. Yeah, I got it all day, I too. I do this all day, Winston. Hey, how long can you do this for? I can do this all day. Yeah, I got it all day, too. Winston! Why are you yelling at me? I'll do this all day, Winston. I'll do it all day, Winston. I'll do this all day, Winston. And that whole episode oh, when they're going back and forth. How could I forget Nick's brother and cousin... Nick Kroll uh-huh. and Bill Burr. Yeah, I uh, at love his fi- Bill Burr at his so funeral much. about talking about the chain, who gets mm-hmm. the chain, and <laughs> I Bill Burr has such a special place in my heart because his comedy, him and Louis C.K. For some reason, I love me some redheaded comedians, not Carrot Top, but they are fucking amazingly funny. Nick Kroll is him. absolutely one of my one of my most favorite people in the world. Isn't he on that show Big Mouth? I keep hearing I need to watch that. Yeah, he wrote it. He wrote that show. Okay, that's that's um, where. Isn't it I started an adolescent? Uh, yeah, I started the first uh, the first episode and uh, quickly turned it off. But that's just my I, I'm not a I'm not an animation fan always, mm-hmm. so it wasn't my favorite. But you probably will enjoy it because I, I know might. you. I like you enjoy Shin Chan stuff, and I like BoJack so. Horseman. So yeah, I think you'll like it. I think that's what they're trying to do is trying to go like a BoJack type. Uh, show like with the the heartfelt moments and stuff, but okay. um, you might enjoy it. I did not like the first episode, but I I'm very picky with TV. So for some reason, <laughs> I'm more forgiving with TV. I don't know what it is. I fucking hate almost every movie I go to see. Yeah, I just don't like stuff. By it. I just don't like stuff. I think that's my problem. I just really don't like anything, and it it takes it's very shitty of me to say actually that. I usually it takes a lot for for things to impress me, and for yeah. me to like them. I, I'm really jaded as far as entertainment goes. But when stuff does catch my eye, and when like like a new girl actually is is a very special thing because um, by all accounts I should hate this show. Like <laughs> if you look at my TV watching, I don't usually like like serialized type stories like that or yeah. not serialized but you're not a but sitcom person i'm really not and that's the thing is like i don't that's what, something that i would want to change about the show like one of the, the topics was i don't really care for the open and shut like the way that the normal the normal Everything template wrapped that, up in a tidy little package type of thing i would rather it be episodic and not not episode i'm sorry more serialized where everything sort yeah. of connects to each other which the, it does a little bit where it is a little bit but i feel like like a couple like a two episode arc for mm-hmm. stuff more than they more than what they do because i mean they've done some stuff like that but i i don't know i just it's always a problem that i feel like they could probably fix with just a conversation if yeah. they just all sat down and said, you know what, this is what's going on. It's shitty, and I hate that it's happening, but this is what's happening. And either we, we can figure it out. And I think that like 90% of the shit that happens on the show would be figured out if they all just had conversations with each other. And that's it's it's a point of, like, it really frustrates me. But at the same time, this show is special because it the character work is so good that mm-hmm. I overlook that. I just I I go back to it again. I love their interactions, the way that they relate to each other, the way they talk to each other, just their camaraderie, and you can feel their friendship as dorky as that sounds. Like I feel 
happy and a part of something when I'm watching it. And I think that's probably the biggest draw for me with this show. Seasons one and two are my favorites. Mm -hmm. Season three, when Nick and Jess are together, they have their moments. I like the way that they interact as a couple. It seems, you know, real and funny sometimes. At other times, it's a little bit, you know, yeah. whatever. I think they tiptoed around around the Nick and Jess uh, relationship too much. Like the whole, we're roommates. We can't be together. We can't mm -hmm. like each other because we're roommates. And it frustrates me because really... It's not, I mean, it's really not that big of a deal. It's more of a deal for, like, Schmidt and Winston and Coach, yep. where it's like, oh, you've betrayed us that, that you're now screwing this girl that lived here. But really, if they just had a real, like, out-and-out -out conversation and said, look, we like each other, and we're going to try this out, and if it gets weird, we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. If they had that conversation, I guarantee you that it would not be as much of a big thing as most of their relationship was like they break up like 16 times in a season and so like it it really doesn't have to be that way but they are good together their chemistry together is fantastic I they're was actually on really IMDb good apart trivia. they're really good apart too yeah and I just, they're dynamic and they're they draw you in mm-hmm there's something about, I want to be friends with both of them. They have aspects of their personality that I would really, you know, enjoy being around. Yeah. In short periods, I'm sure. In yeah, 22 Je minute intervals. Jess annoys the living shit out of me. I would probably, I, I don't think Jess and I could be friends for very long because I feel like she and I, there's the aspects of her personality that I have are the, the singing because, <laughs> yeah, there's some embarrassing moments that people who know me will know that I sing a lot and it's probably just, I sound more like Nick Miller than I do anybody else. And you have but you kind of have you kind of have the eyebrows too. You kind of have the eyes I, for <laughs> Nick Miller too. Nick Miller, Nick Miller, Stone Cold Killer. <laughs> Street <Yeah>, Chicago. I, <laughs> I fucking love that shit. It's so funny. Then Cece tries to bust this out a rap. This is a sad song. This is a sad song. <laughs> so sad song. Okay, and then when oh, when Winston's singing fucking Defying Gravity. I and, guess they and all popular sing. and popular. I want to be popular, lar, lar. <laughs> yeah, I guess they all sing. So maybe it's not just a Jess thing. But I don't know. I have the girliness. I have the, but I'm not quite as elementary as she is. I think it's probably because she's a you know elementary school teacher, yeah, middle school teacher. That's honestly, probably got part of it. Honestly, it's about ninety percent her voice bugs yeah. me. I think that's she's got a lot of problems with me. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't do perky. Perky's not my Perky's not my thing. Like you can be you can be cool and you can be like, you know, fun to be around, but mm -hmm. she's a little too She's artificial with it. I yeah, she's like. like she's like dials it up to 11 and yeah. it's it's not okay. I'm fine with everybody being who they are, but you don't need to amplify it or be fake about it because the fakeness is what irritates me. Like Nick is 100% real all the time cuz nobody would pretend to be like he is and I love him. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I want to know, Rhett. Yes. Who would you marry, who would you bang, and who would you kill? All right, I did a female list and a male list. Ooh, I want to hear both of them. Okay, so female, uh, Mary, mm -hmm. trans granddaughter. Yeah, no shit. Because she's not homeless. She's actually very wealthy. And she um, chills. She's very chill. And her grandfather is trans, so I have a built-in, like, telepathic uh, therapist. That's amazing. Um, bang, Cece. But Obviously. she's a model for the story. You know, she's a model. I'm going to kill Caroline because fuck Caroline. I she's agree. A, she is a hunk of shit. She's a terrible person. She's I hate horrible. Caroline. Yeah. 
So here's my mail list. All, All right. right. I'm going to marry Robbie. <laughs> I love Robbie. Because Robbie is just awesome. He's then, such a sweetheart. Uh, and my honorable mention was uh, Chevrong. Okay. So, because he seems like a he seems like a sweet guy, and whatever. I'm gonna bang Schmidt because he's got some he's got some technique. Oh, look how excited Hector J is to see you. Yeah, I've already met Hector J. Oh, look, so. he's knighting you. Oh, damn nasty, Cece. And then I'm gonna kill Genslinger because I want to choke him with his bow from his his uh, violin. I want to beat him over the head with his violin and then stab him in the face with his bow. And then he'd ugly cry as you did it. Yeah. He's the ugliest crier. Yeah, it's terrible. I did not do a gender-specific list. I'm actually coming up with this off the top of my head, but I am instantly going to kill Nadia because I cannot stand her. I am going to... Oh, man, I'm trying to think if I want to get a divorce or not in order (laughs) for this, because this marriage is probably going to end in divorce, but it's going to be pretty fun while we do it. I'm going to marry Nick Miller because I just, I can't, I can't help but find him endearing and i think that he and i would play and have fun actually oh shit no yeah no i'm gonna marry nick miller and i'm gonna bang the fancy man okay that's what i'm going with let me ask you this question though if you what would happen if you married winston like what do you think what do you think a marriage to winston would be like i don't want to i want a marriage in a relationship of equals and i feel like he would not share his you know, opinion, or he would back down from everything and let me make all the decisions and kind of run things and let me run over him. And I don't want that. So I don't think that would work out very well. And I think about his relationship with like Shelby, Mm -hmm. which is very early on, which was like the booty call girl that he ends up like for like a month. They don't have sex at all. And, and the whole raining cats and dogs thing. And like, he, he doesn't speak up. He didn't say anything like He's not a good communicator. Yeah. I would not be able to marry Winston. Coach, I would probably, would be my second choice. Schmidt is too much of a douchebag, even though he has the layers. I, he just, he can't, I can't. But, but you see how he is whenever he's in the relationship with, like, with Cece. Like, he, he means well and he has a good heart. He's just, he's got that, he's still got that, the fat, the fat walls of where he has to, he has to be a douchebag to kind of guard himself from the world. Um, But he also, like, and you also see, like, him and Elizabeth, Oh. That whole scenario, like she's one of my favorite characters on the show, and she's on she's on The Walking Dead for a little while. She had a sh- oh, cool. uh, short role on that, um, and she was one of my favorite characters on that too. And um, but you see, like how he is with her when she when she's real with him, and she says, you know, cut your bullshit, and he's like a great person until with her. he decides to two time both of them. Exactly, and right. that's the thing. It's like it's like douchebag takes over. The douchebag yeah. jar takes over. Good I, list. Honestly, it's a good list. I love these people. These are my my fictional friends, and apparently some of my podcasting friends. So <laughs> I've got. I'm, honestly, I'm going to think about it, and I'm probably going to post on you know Facebook or something like that, or maybe on Twitter and do a poll for and list like four different podcasters for each character and see wins the bill for each title. Yeah, I I, I, I need to re- I need to rethink my pod buddies to see who my who my my fictional characters are. Yeah. I think oh, maybe man. I think maybe Tommy Plattis might be 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 a Jessica Day <laughs> in there. You know what? Chris Braden is my Jessica Day. <laughs> I'm sure he's, he's gonna he's gonna love so to much. hear that. Well, he's very upbeat. He's very you know energetic, and he sings all the time. So that's gonna be my rationale. Chris, Chris, you're Jess Day. Yeah. If you're listening, well, if you're listening, Chris and or will. the other guys, uh, I love your show, and I want to be on it at some point. 
I'll figure out how to weasel my way on there at, at some point, I hope. Yeah. Chris Brayden's <laughs> one of those people, and he is all of the people that I interact with on social media with the podcast are very nice and very responsive. Chris Braden was one of the first people I talked to when I was getting into podcasting, and he was kind of you know telling me different shows to listen to and was really encouraging and really sweet and gave shout-outs on his show. So I'm going to re-shout out at him back, you know, months down the road now. Yeah, so absolutely. It's a big old, like, worldwide hug for all of us podcasters. One day we'll have to all get together and actually, you know, hang out and play True American. Oh, man. That would be very interesting, I think. Um, I there don't know is a uh, podcast convention in August of 2018, I think, is in uh, the New Orleans area. So Yeah, yeah. We'll have to get as many of us to matriculate there as possible, and then we'll, you know. Can we just can we just cancel the the actual convention, like like any of the planned stuff, and just play True American the entire weekend? That's my plan. That's yeah. what I was already planning on doing. <laughs> well, gonna... uh, second day hangover might prevent me from playing again, but I'll fucking ra- I'll puke and hair, rally, man. Hair of the dog. Exactly. All right. So all of you podcasters listening, 2018 August, New Orleans. We're in playing True American. Bring oh six cases of beer. I'll bring oh. the liquor. Oh, God. It's it's happening. Yes! I'm so excited. <laughs> Rhett, tell yes. everybody where we can find you and your shows. All right. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Braintrust Bros. Um, or on Twitter for the show specifically. It's at BT Bros Pod on Twitter. And also, I'm at Rhett, the number two society on Twitter and Facebook. And you can come and say hi to me, and I will probably be nice to you, hopefully. If you're Absolutely. nice to me, definitely. You're very nice. You also have your uh, page on Facebook that people can find and be a part of as well. Yeah, we have a, a an open group. I just opened the group. It was a closed group because mm-hmm. I forgot to change it. Um, it's uh, it's the Braintrust Brothers Brainiacs, and I post everything there as well. But also, like, it's just a place where we can talk about whatever um, is going on. It was a it was kind of like a discussion place for the stuff that we talked about on Peanut Gallery, but we're not doing that anymore. It's really more of like a, I'm, I'm going to start trying to post more stuff to it. It's just it's basically just a promotional thing right now, um, but there will be more stuff coming. So that's just uh, you can look up if you just type in Brainiacs, that'll come up. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today to get to talk about a show that's still on the air. <laughs> thank you for See? having me. I'm glad yeah, I made absolutely. history. You did. You, I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm happy that somebody else has my love and appreciation for these lovable dorks. Brett, you have a fantastic night. Enjoy your lightning game, sir. Yes, ma'am. Take care. See ya. Bye. Bye. This was a podcast from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe.